If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and, of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here, and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett here, um, getting you through uh, what's going to be a great week of basketball. We've got Husker baseball, softball rolling through. Um, but I want to get on the topic of basketball, guys, because that is our opening headline. Uh, unfortunately, not about the games going on right now, um, but you know something that happened a couple of years ago involving a Husker player, Ashley Scoggins, and a former Amy Williams women's basketball assistant coach, Chuck Love um, Sr., um, you know, it's come to light two years later now. Um, you know, an incident happened at State College, Pennsylvania, uh, which led to her dismissal. And then eventually, um, you know, Chuck Love left the program. And now two years later, Ashley Scoggins uh, put out a lawsuit against the University of Nebraska Board of Regents, the athletic department, athletic director Trev Alberts, basketball coach Amy Williams, um, for the incident that happened uh, two years ago. And uh, we're not going to get into the descriptive details of it, uh, but Nebraska has since responded that they're going to fight this thing, um, you know, as hard as they can as well. So we, we've got a real potential ugly situation brewing, um, something that was two years ago that you probably maybe have forgotten about. But, um, Sip, I'm going to toss it to you because obviously you've got a legal background with, um, multiple relatives in your family um, with strong legal backgrounds, defense backgrounds. Thank you for clarifying yes. that, by the way. You're the you're the you're the black sheep of the Sipple brothers. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Now, this lawsuit, Sean and Rob and then Abby filed in U.S. District Court, actually on Sunday. So Ashley Scoggin accused the former associate head coach Chuck Love of using his position and fluent and influence with head coach Amy Williams to groom Scoggin into a sexual relationship. That's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's serious. It also, the lawsuit also alleges Williams and Trev Alberts, the Husker athletic director, fa- this, is, this is critical too, failed to ensure the coaching staff maintained appropriate boundaries with student athletes and of violating Scoggin's rights. I mean, any parent that sends their child off to college or anywhere you you hope it's an appropriate environment and you know the lawsuit alleges that that the environment wasn't appropriate and that's an incredibly serious charge for for the athletic department for amy's program and for the university in general 
Yeah, and I, I and, you, and you can say, oh, she was an, a consenting adult, but Scoggin. She she's twenty. She's twenty one, but Chuck Love was her superior. Her superior, mm-hmm. and you know he was married with four children. <laughs> so like, there's definitely a lot there to this story, and it's unfortunate. I mean, we're in the middle of a really really good basketball season for both the men's and the women's team. Um, and, and this thing hits a week after they beat Caitlin Clark yeah. in Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, you know, and I, I, I guess I don't know, guys, where this goes next. Like, what is, you know, is the next step a courtroom or a settlement? No, or or no. what do you expect, Sip? There'll be some legal – it'll be in the system is the best way to put it. Yeah, eventually there could be a settlement. Uh, there'll be some steps that have to occur before that. You don't. You wouldn't figure this would go to the courtroom. You don't. I, mean, I wouldn't think so. I mean, Nebraska's statement was interesting to me because they said they they denied the allegations, and there's a long list of allegations, and they said they were they'll vigorously defend them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if that means taking it to the court of law, which would be an incredible scene because you'd have so much testimony from players and coaches and the athletic director (laughs) i don't know if you want to get it that you you don't want it to Mm -hmm. go that far so the last thing you want is your athletic director sitting on a stand in a case like this Mm -hmm. and that's just the optics of it well it'd be widely covered yeah and so like i think if you're in nebraska you try to get this thing settled one way or the other sooner than later well what if scoggins doesn't want to settle it yeah I mean, that's, that's, a good that's what I mean. It's a good question. What, what if she's question. like, no, I'm not interested in money. I want justice. <laughs> that would be interesting. I mean, so there's a lot there we don't know. That's a know. question that, I haven't, that hasn't been posed to me. Mm-hmm. I, um, that's a good one. That's because good Nebraska one. could say, hey, we disagree with all this, but there's no need to go forward with this. We're willing to you know, end this now for this and move forward because this is not going to be good for you, us, anyone to go into a courtroom with this thing. No, you're right. So there's a lot of, that's a, there's a lot of questions. Um, why now? I mean, is it coincidental that the filing in U S district court was made just as Nebraska's getting ready to make a push for the NCAA tournament or is that done in t- with intentionally? Um, I don't. You wonder. I mean, it's really bad timing. Well, for she's Andy. lawyered up. I mean, her her attorney is a big Scoggin. Uh, Scoggin's attorney is, is you know was the attorney for the Beatrice Six case. Right. Um, so then, then if you just want to take it away from the kind of the sordid details, you have to wonder how this affects Amy right now, mm-hmm. just on a day to day basis, as she as as she does prepare team for these games down the stretch which are critical games for her I mean, it's a hard time i mean it's a hard time for the athletic director the athletic director's ha- is his job is really difficult i mean it's really difficult right now um not just because of this because of a lot of different elements namely he's got to raise money for a massive stadium project and you don't have a president right now and you don't have a president you have an interim president mm-hmm. Um, you, you have a board of regents that has essentially, you know, given a huge boat of confidence to Trev Alberts with a big new contract, and he doesn't have a boss right now. So there, there's there's kind of a you know some hierarchy questions. I think as you look at this from afar, um, you know who who you know who is Trev Alberts reporting to, or like who are the main players in this behind the scenes from the university level? Is it the board of regents? Yeah. Um, you know, is there somebody else? Who's the legal counsel that's handling it in-house, all that? Um, if you 
you know, this is public. This is a public matter. You can read the lawsuit, and I would call it jaw-dropping. I mean, it's a, it's a jaw-dropping set of allegations. Descriptive details would be the yeah. best way to... Yeah, and it's not something that you it would expect, or we haven't seen this at Nebraska. Um, so it's, I would encourage you, if people are really wondering what's going on and why we're talking about it in these tones, read it. I mean, it's, it's a very, they're serious allegations. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why I broached Trev's name, because it's, it's, it's damning. I mean, it's that this could that that could happen in your in your like for instance, there's allegations that they met in various places throughout the athletic facilities that those things are going on under his watch. It's mm -hmm. not good. I'm not I'm not blaming him for it, but it's ultimately his responsibility. Well, then, as far as they're concerned too, the fact that the Title IX investigation was stopped stopped in 2022, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, why? Why? So, my understanding is right after is right after Love resigned. Once Love resigned, the employee involved in the investigation, since he no longer worked there, um, they stopped the investigation. Mm -hmm. There might be a legal reason for that. I don't know. Yeah, I, is, is, I'm just reading the story by KTV. It says, in its policies, Nebraska's policies and procedures when it comes to Title IX, a Title IX complaint may be dismissed if the respondent, in this case, which would be Chuck Love Sr., is no longer employed by the university. So that was kind of their grounds for it. But I'm sure they're like, well, wait a minute. You think that all these people that allowed this stuff to happen mm -hmm. are just off the hook now that they fired the coach? Mm. I think that's probably the greater issue when it comes to Nebraska, Trev, and, and Amy Williams. Yeah, lots uh, to follow on this, as surely this will not be uh, the final conversation we have on this show, but it could be. I mean, if it settles and things get – like, do you even find that out, Sip? If well, yeah, you would. You'd find it out eventually, but it won't happen quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, this, it could be I, a that, year from now. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to put a timeline on it, but I don't I, – Sean, I don't. I'm not a legal expert, but I don't think it will happen quickly. Well, and for Nebraska, they can't just get reactionary because they did what they did. And, I mean, they handled it the way they did. And Amy Williams has been the coach for two years now since the incident. So, uh -huh. you know. Oh, it's tricky. It's, it's a tricky, tricky rope right now. They're walking. Oh, it's really tricky. I mean, the, the allegations against the head coach are serious. I mean, her husband was involved in to a certain degree. It's, it's, it's really... I, I mean, Amy's got a coach under this cloud, which is not going to be easy at all, I wouldn't think. Maybe, you know, people can compartmentalize, and that's what she's going to have to do. All right, when we come back, um, we are going to hit on the in-state tour. Uh, we held our yeah. opening event of the in-state tour this past week in Omaha at the Warren Academy. Uh, we had over 100 prospects uh, come through the event this year. I believe I did 41 interviews, by the way. And 14 different teams that, that came through the event. Churning and burning over there. <laughs> we run an assembly line. Um, but uh, we're going to give our thoughts on the in-state tour. Uh, you're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. Hi, Sean Callahan with the Husker Online Show. So what are Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off, and they must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. 
You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Uh, talking now in-state tour, but before we get to that, the segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Start the new year off with a bang with big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks that have legendary butcher cut filet mignons or sink your teeth into memorable butcher cuts, top sirloins. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use promo code HUSKERS at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. Nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying meal. From Omaha Steaks, from the perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, um, desserts, classic comfort meals, every bite is guaranteed perfect for a limited time. Get 50% off site-wide, plus you'll save an extra $30 with promo code HUSKERS at checkout. And every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Start the new year off right and warm up the winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites. From Omaha Steaks, all 50% off with their end-of-the-season event. Make sure you use that promo code, though, Huskers, at checkout to get $30 off your order. Thank you again to Omaha Steaks uh, for sponsoring us here. Great partners and sponsors and supporters of the Husker Online Show. Okay, guys, uh, we had the in-state tour in Omaha. Uh, That was on uh, Sunday. So, Sip, it was your first time Mm -hmm. And you've known me a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done this event for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you probably had an idea of what we did. Uh, what were your thoughts of your first in-state tour? It was eye-opening. It was very well, well organized. I mean, it was quite a scene. Just Omaha area school after Omaha area school being paraded through that area of Warren Academy where we we're at. And all, seeing all those players, it was kind of a whirlwind. Um, but being able to talk to Ty Wisdom and Coach Yonk and all all the coaches that came through, Coach Lamaji, Mark Le- McLaughlin, all, yeah, all those guys, it was fascinating, really. Um, and you get we get a lot from it. I mean, I got four columns out of it. Uh, got to talk to Tyson Terry and his defensive coordinator, Hempel, um, and it's I was really beneficial to those kids. You know, and the coaching staff. It's like a miniature Big Ten media days. I mean, that's a good way to put it. I mean, because with fourteen teams though, and we do it in five, through there. and we do it in five hours. Yeah, Sean, I, I don't know how you do it. I, I don't. Know I don't you, either. Sometimes I don't know how you keep everything straight. I don't either. On it, I mean, and I do my best to like make sure I'm on for everyone. But forty-one interviews, um, I addressed all fourteen teams individually. For, right. Uh, you know, so there, there's a lot for me that I have to be ready to go for, but. Um, we try to talk to at least two players from each team and their head coach right. on camera. Uh-huh. Uh, but then you and Brian and Abby are you know, on the side doing additional interviews. Yeah. Um, and we have a really good check-in. Pro- and one of my favorite things we've added recently, the surveys. <clears throat> yeah. And so talk we, about we survey the kids and the players as they come through uh, the event. Um, you know, and, and, and there's just a lot of different fun things you find out about them. Like in some of the hot-button topics like tra- our transfers, like sure. – 
coaches weigh in on the transfers of at the high school ranks because um, that was a storyline this year. That I mean, was. I'll tell you what the big. I, I'll tell you what the big takeaway that people need to know about is is Millard South. I mean, Millard South is loaded. They. I mean, they have a ton of talent. They have guys with offers, and they've had guys transfer there from other programs. Yeah, Chase Lofton. For instance. And then Papillion's best lineman's there now. Great. So so Chase Lofton transferred from El- Elkhorn North, North as a four-star tight end. Four-star tight end. They have Isaac Jensen, who was there last year, actually was a really good tight end. They have Amarian Jackson. They have Jet, Jet Tamala. Tamala. Jet Tamala doesn't have a Nebraska offer, but they've watched him. They went and watched him throw in the gym, in the Miller South gym, with Ty Wisdom there. Um, it was Satterfield and Glenn Thomas. So one of the first things Glenn Thomas did when he hit town was go watch Jet Tamala. No offer yet. He's a 2026 quarterback, but I, I think he'll. I think you know they didn't. They'll probably he'll probably get one. Eventually. Well, something to watch though. And, and one of our posters brought this up. Guess who else is a 2026 quarterback? Yeah, Rayola. Dayton Rayola. Yeah. Well, the you can one. offer them both, right? Can yeah. You, can you offer them both? Well, yeah, but how how does that play out though? If like you only take one, and can you take, take two? You can take two. It's right? n- you can. It's not the norm though. So that was a huge takeaway for me. Just Millard South, Ty Wisdom, very confident, cocksure young young coach. <laughs> cocksure was yeah. One? Yeah, C O C K S U R E. You can look it up. Um, the, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> you're very cocksure sports writer. Right. So yeah, he was very interesting to me. Um, but just the whole Miller South presentation was interesting. They're loaded. They're they're the favorite to win it all. I mean, they brought the most play. I mean, they they brought more. I mean, they brought a lot of guys there. But I mean, I will say, eight or ten of their guys are legit. FCS Division One prospects. Eight I mean, to ten. I mean, they On they have, roster. in terms of material, mm-hmm. there they are right there. The most sure. material of any of the teams um, coming in. I mean, there wasn't a team that walked in that had this type of team. And they're headed to Arizona to play a high school team in their first game of the year. Mm. Um, so it'll be a pretty marquee game that people will be watching. Because Westside lost. Westside lost a lot. Yeah. So like they're they're. They're going to be good, but they're not as good as they were a year ago because all the guys they lost. Who would you say would be the like the second ranked team behind Millard South? It's a really tough thing to say right now. Um, if you're going to, I mean, assuming it's an Omaha team, I mean, because Westside does have Christian Jones and and some other really good players. Steve Warren's son is evidently going to be their quarterback or step in as a sophomore. Is that right? Um, Elkhorn South is always a good default, though. Like. Okay. No matter what, they're up there. Okay. Like it's a, I mean, they may not be the number one team in Class A, but they're always going to be in the top four just based on the depth and the coaching they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, Creighton Prep was young last year. Uh, Tim Yonk said in his years of coaching, last year's team was the youngest team he's ever had. Um, so I do think Creighton Prep um, will, will will make a step forward um, after how young they were a year ago. Um, I mean, those are the teams that – Bellevue West, too. I mean – Will Anderson, though, is going to step in as a sophomore now, or excuse me, as a junior, mm-hmm. as their starting quarterback next year mm-hmm. um, from Miller West, the transfer. Um, so how will he step in? They've got a lot of weapons at Bellevue West. The other thing that was interesting, or, or significant at least, at this Warren Academy for the in-state tour was Caden Vermoss and Tyson Terry were there. The two, you know, they hold scholarship well, they were Pierce Mooberry. Yeah, no, hold on. Tyson Terry and Vermoss have committed to okay. Nebraska in the class of 2025. 
they were both there. Um, Terry, fresh off his third third state championship at the heavy in the heavyweight division at Omaha North, and he's really impressive. I mean, he's just a well, both those kids are. Vermont is an impressive kid. He's going to fight MMA. He, he was really really excited to talk about how he's going to fight MMA um, probably in the summer. He's already done it, some of it. It's interesting to me that he doesn't mind getting punched, which is a good sign. That's a good <laughs> sign. Uh, <laughs> well, Rob, some people don't like getting punched yeah. in the face. He come, what did he come up to you and say? He said, he said, hey, I'm going to be doing MMA. You want to talk about that? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> Omaha North, too. I mean, they, they, they've, I mean now they're they, pretty good, right? Eight and three so last year? They lost Sebastian Circo, their quarterback. Yeah. Where'd he go? Well, he was going to go to Miller North, and I think now, according to his Twitter bio, he's going to go to a high school in Florida. Really? Uh, I believe Western High School near Miami. He's getting recruited. He's got some offers, um, you know, whether they're committable or legit. It's hard to say. Um, but the, the Vikings have to get a quarterback. Mikey Gow has moved back to Nebraska, former Bellevue East quarterback. Um, that can throw left and right-handed. Um, he might be the Vikings quarterback this year. Um you know, he wasn't at our event, but uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see kind of how this this team comes together here for Larry Martin. And Ryman Zebert was in was there, and I that Ryman. was is it Ryman? Ryman. Ryman Zebert. We're starting off on a Steven Ryman. Jordan <laughs> Zebert. I got actually. I heard you ask him, is it Ryman or Ryman? And it, he did say Ryman. Ryman Zebra. I mean, so he's a he's a tight end from Platteview. You crashed the takeoff right away on your first official Husker Online Ryman Zebert. Yeah, well, he's impressive. Oh man, I mean, he really is like six he, six six and a half in his stocking feet. I mean, that's a legit six six and a half. So he's being re- Miami's offered him right Wisconsin. Oklahoma State, Minnesota, Arkansas, yeah, um, Nebraska, and yeah. So that, it was it was interesting to see those kids come through. I mean, the very best players in the metro. And then you'll be in Lincoln this week. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Sunday. And um, the Venn is pretty much full. I, I've had a couple more changes I made, uh, but we'll have a full event of you know twelve, fourteen plus teams there as well. Okay. So so twenty one years of doing this. There's always there's guys that you maybe haven't heard about or guys people don't know about. Who's the one that jumps out to you the most that while doing the in-state tour maybe was totally off the radar that by the time all was said and done emerged as a legitimate dude that was essentially discovered on the in-state tour? Gosh, I mean, there's a lot over the years. I'd have to really, uh, I mean, I can remember going out to Cozad Co- mm-hmm. and meeting Jared Crick. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. He didn't have an offer. There's a yet. name. That's a good one. Yeah. And he didn't have an offer. They had Luke Pinkelman, who was a Big 12 throwing champion, and then they had a running back who was kind of their star player, but he was an undersized running back. And I knew immediately. He just knew immediately. I don't want to say I knew, but you knew immediately Crick was the guy, even though like on that team he was probably third on the totem pole in terms of recognition. But that's the thing about being a recruiting prospect, and parents sometimes don't get this. There's a difference between just being a good football player but also being a prospect. Mm-hmm. How's that? Well, prospects have upside, potential, areas mm-hmm. to build. Mm-hmm. Like Robin can attest to this in basketball locally. There's good basketball players, but there's also prospects. Yeah. Um, like, uh, like Hunter Salas, the fact that he was a five-star. People said he's not even the best player in the States because they're projecting where he's going to be look at him now. down the road. Now he's a potential all-ACC player. Is he playing that level? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. So now going 
to put, to layer onto that, who is there anybody that jumped out that could be that guy this year that you saw that it's still people early. don't know about that you saw and like I'm going to keep an eye on this kid. You know, like, that's why I don't mind when the coaches will bring some of their freshmen mm-hmm. that are going to be sophomores because mm-hmm. you find like Isaac Jensen was there and Jet Tamala were freshmen last year. We met him last year, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm okay with the younger guys coming just to get a jump on who they are because absolutely by the time they're juniors we know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So it. You know, it, it is what it is. I mean, some teams will bring six, eight guys, and we had one this year bring 20. <laughs> so, I mean, it, and it's okay. we do our best to get through it, but we, we, you'll have, we'll have a great event, and you'll be – are you going to be at the Lincoln one? We'll see on that. I don't know. Um, but but the, I do – I would say this. Keep the name Jet Tamala in mind if you're a Nebraska fan. I mean, you always watch quarterbacks, and he could get an offer. Jet Tamala, 6'4", 180. Actually, had a, I think he had a pretty good year last year. Yeah, he did. He threw for 26 I mean, touchdowns and nine picks. In a lot of years, he would have been All-State. But he really? was in a year that featured Daniel Kalen, Rezac, mm-hmm. um, some very, very, very good quarterbacks. I think he threw for 2,600 yards as a sophomore. And like 26 touchdowns. 26 20. touchdowns, nine picks. That's the, that's the stats. And he's their guy. All right. When we come back, uh, Bill Belichick is going to be speaking at the Nebraska Coaches oh. Clinic. Uh, we'll discuss that. You got to get more. Rob's thoughts on uh, that. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Watchett. Uh, Nebraska Coaches Clinic will take place um, on the first weekend of April. And they've done this for many, many years. And, and one of the Big things is they always try to bring in a keynote speaker, um, you know, to draw coaches to come from out of town. And and this year uh, they announced Nebraska is going to have former New England Patriot head coach Bill Belichick <coughs> in town to speak. And um, credit to Steve Sipple, he figured this is actually Bill Belichick's second time speaking at the Nebraska Coaches Clinic. Yeah, second go round. Pelini had him here in 2012. I knew Pelini had brought in a big name, but I couldn't. I couldn't. He wasn't available to the media. I remember that part. I don't remember talking to Bill Bell. Oh, Mm -hmm. Dick Vermeil's come. Yeah, Dick Mm -hmm. Vermeil, Bob Stoops. Who who else? They've had some big names. North Turner. Mike Smith, former Falcons coach. North Turner. Well, Bill Callahan had John Gruden come. John Gruden. In the peak of John Gruden. Ed Orgeron, Les Miles. Yeah, there's some big names. But Um, would you say Belichick's the – well, yeah, Belichick's the biggest, yeah. I'll never forget Gruden, though, like when he was here, a story I heard – you know, there's a thousand coaches there, and he goes, all right, how many of you guys are defensive coaches? Raise your hand. And they all raise their hand. He goes, I hate all you mother effers. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Is, that was kind of his, like, icebreaker to uh, – and, and yeah, I don't he, think Belichick will do that. No. That's interesting. That's a good – I did hear Les Miles' talk, and, and it was rough. I mean, he it was just okay. That, <laughs> really? That was – one of the more random ones, and they had a rugby tackling expert at the clinic trying to explain to Nebraska high school football coaches how to rugby tackle, and that that whole that was one was Les's kid playing Ben Miles. Yeah, it was. It was, was, he on, it was on the roster then. It was well, the that, Bob Diaco year. Yeah, so that made sense. Yeah, that rugby tackling was a big topic back then. We spent way, as as a media core, we Filled spent up a, a summer's worth of content. Yeah, on we that. spent way too much. I time. I didn't do it. I, I refused to. <laughs> Did you? It's freaking football. You tackle somebody. 
But you're not trying to rugby tackle. Omaha South is coming out it's right now. <laughs> here it comes. Here, here comes Omaha South. I looked around the room, and there were some coaches that were like writing notes down. A lot of guys just dropped their pin. They're like, really? Okay. I mean, there's some good ideas behind it all, but like, how do you teach like a 15 year old kid? Like okay, we're gonna rugby tackle. Like I it, think it was a was it a safety measure? Yeah, was, basically? that was like in the peak CTE yeah. era where like people were doing everything to try to reduce head trauma and all that sort of stuff. So the rugby tackling was a way to tackle without leading with your head, right? Which was a point of emphasis, so it made sense. But yeah, but we did spend way too way much too time much. writing about yeah. it. We we got way too scientific. Yeah, we did. Bob Diaco was actually not on board with it. He wasn't. It was a measure that was kind of brought down by Eichhorst. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the lawyer. Yeah. I mean, he, Great. Thinking about CTE. And yeah. Yeah. 100%, Sean. Rob, now what do you think about Belichick? Are you going to roll in on Vi- uh, and just have Giants gear? And Yeah. I mean, the fact no, that you're not going to never lost to him in a Super Bowl. I mean, like, I don't know why, why anybody. Have Giants why could gear? nobody else beat him? I never get it. But no, no I love, I'm a big Belichick fan. For Are one, you? former Giants defensive coordinator on two Super Bowl teams, including shutting down the high-powered Buffalo Bills offense in the 1990 Super Bowl. But I digress. Yeah, I think it's an awesome guess. Like, I mean, if you're a football fan, Bill Belichick is, like, up there. Like him or hate him, I mean, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. And uh, even without Tom Brady, his defenses were still good, really good. And so uh, the football knowledge that he's going to pass on, I would highly probably highly recommend to anybody. I hate to do this, but how many Super I don't like six, right? Super Bowl rings. He's well, oh no, f- no five. Belichick has eight total. Not as a oh. head coach in his career, he's got eight. Oh, okay. He has eight Super Bowl rings. <laughs> head coach with Patriots. How many has he got? Five, six. Uh, I don't know. But that's did Brady win two a Tampa or one a Tampa? One. Okay, so he's got five then. Five. I think. So eight Super Bowl rings is ridiculous. Yeah, he won six as a head coach. Yeah. Two with the Giants. You wonder if Nick Saban will begin doing kind of a coaching clinic tour. Yeah. It does seem like if you're a guy like that, yeah. you know, that's how you stay kind of yeah. present. I see mean, people you like. Good see, money. Get to talk football. Yeah. Travel around. With like-minded people. That's a good That's. I wonder if Saban will do that. You would think he would. He loves to talk about it, I would mm-hmm. think. And, I mean, these coaches get paid. I mean, there's budget to pay a coach. So, I mean, you, you obviously cover expenses, and I'm sure there's a, a fee you have to pay, but it's well worth it. Great get, and again, Belichick's second go-round in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. All right. I want to hit on the spring game recruiting, too, because okay. that, that is shaping up to be already a big recruiting weekend for Nebraska. Um, and this past week, they have secured their quarterback visitor, TJ Latif, from uh, Orange County, California, Lutheran High School, four-star, um, will be um, – coming to nebraska that weekend you know and the quarterback chips are falling quickly alex mansky iowa state dylan duff from st louis does met jesuit who will play creighton prep to open the season mm-hmm. he committed to kansas state this week he did and nebraska offered dylan duff okay. um so they move quickly and it appears that tj latif is is the the target and i think bringing a guy in for the spring game weekend makes a lot of sense because you're not going to get them for a true home game. So this is the closest thing, and hopefully you're going to get 70,000-plus people there and put on a good show for them. Isn't it interesting, too, in, in the past you would look at those schools that are they're on the list, they're on our screen, and say, ah, can they, can they pull him out of the Pac-12? 
No more Pac-12. Yep. <laughs> so can you That's pull a Big in? Ten country out there now? Yeah. So now, yeah. I mean, honestly, it gets a little. It gets a little easier to go to Orange County and get a quarterback. Sure does. You know. So yeah, that'd be big. That'd be big. Um, T.J. Latif. Yeah, and he'll be, um, you know, in for the spring game, 6'2", 185, uh, ranked by, as a four-star star by the industry rankings. On three, um, still is not done. It's like updated 2025, so that should go through. Um, and on three, generally, just from what I've seen, they like to start low on the early rankings. They don't want to go high, um, so they're, they're, they, they give out less four-stars early, less five-stars early, Okay, and then they build on it. That That's really their process. It's good um, to know that, seriously. You, you know, like – the number of five stars right now will probably double by the time they, they do 32 a year and uh, they, they generally kind of let the process build. They don't just hand out five stars right away. Is there's money, as you know now, too, there's money involved in these rankings. Oh, yeah. With, I mean, with, one, with NIL. One of the most interesting things that we took away from Honolulu was meeting that we'll call him an agent. No, we'll call this guy an agent. You know who I'm talking about. Basically, a, a street agent. And he said in that world, street agent, that NIL has never, or excuse me, star rankings have never been more important because they're used in NIL valuation. That in by for, some collectives, yeah, for by a lot of collectives, for those kids, the star ratings definitely matter more than ever. Um, which I didn't, I I wouldn't necessarily have thought about, but it makes a lot of sense. All right, when we come back. Um, we are going to bring Abby Barmore into the show, and we'll take your questions here in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sibble, Robin Washett, Abby Barmore now joining us here on the program. But before we get to the mailbag, Steve Sipple, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by uh, Sean, Larson Motors, uh, it's going to be 68 degrees today. One way to spend a day would be to whip down Highway 2 to Larson Motors in Nebraska City. I mean, it's beautiful. You can walk around the lot, look at new vehicles. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands in one location. Finding your new Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram never has been easier. Start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. All right. Well, time for the mailbag, Abby. Where are we jumping off to? All right. Here we go. So which 2023 Husker football players do you see being drafted or signed as a free agent in April? And I also want to know, are there guys on the team right now that you could see developing soon maybe next year being drafted as well hmm. I, I still think either Newsom or omar brown has the best chance really um, not not ty robinson or oh, oh for, for, for this, draft. This, this draft for the 24 oh this current draft yeah mm-hmm. like so next yeah. year is gonna be drafted and rhymers and rhymers in that conversation too so okay um who else um Oh, yeah, I gotta get re- I gotta get reconnoitered here. So, yeah, who is it? I mean, we're, we're basically talking about about oh, you know, we forget about Caleb Tanner. I mean, can he get into a, a roster or a camp? But I think Omar Brown, Quentin Newsom, Luke Reimer, are probably the three that have the best chance. Nordine, maybe New Ely, yeah. Nuri. Yeah, is it Nordine? Are, are, are we sure on that? 
What else would it I'm be? I'm not trusting either of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I mean, I'm, I know the Hausmans pretty well, and they always just call them Nuri. Yeah, yeah it's spelled N-O-U-R-E-D-I-N. I've so never heard with, anybody but you call him Nordine. So I, I'm pretty sure that's his name, like on the roster, but yeah. he just goes by Nuri, Nuri which is his Nordine nickname. Jordine Nordine. <laughs> Reamer. <laughs> Ryman. Rail. We for hours. <laughs> rail. It's a rail. But okay. New Ely. The, um, New Ely will have a chance. Okay. The Steve Sipple name game, and, and I'm sure your b- boys on 1620, like Josh and John, they, they could probably like put a reel together of your names. Oh, it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, it can be a problem. I think, I mean, there's some I definitely get right. You know, you've yeah. heard them. Yeah. So next year, Ty Robinson, Nash. Definitely. Maybe Ben Hart. Ben Hart would have a chance. Ben Scott would have a chance. Uh, Maybe one of those. Is Buford a senior or junior? Tommy I- Hill. Tommy Hill, I, mm-hmm. you would think, mm-hmm. would have a shot. Um, and Buford is technically a junior. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to play this game, Abby, because it's hard to know who's a junior and a senior anymore. And yeah. and if they'll, I'm just sticking with seniors, just because we know Singleton, maybe if he plays. Sure. Up what to about his potential? What about Banks, Jamal, or is he a junior? I don't know. What He's a senior. Is. He's a senior. Jamal Banks. Um, Jamal Banks and Naor. They only intend to be here one year. Yeah. I think Naor could play two, but he's only going to do one. And, Sean, you saw them at your event. Well, Naor looks like a pro oh, prospect. What do you think of that? Naor I mean, was more physically impressive than Banks to you? Yes. Really? Yes. Their shoulders are huge. Yes. The, the, he's got like an 80-some-inch wingspan. Naor. Like, Naor. They looked bitter, bigger than like Fedoni and Borkature, the tight ends. They look bigger than those guys. You're kidding. Not but they're an, faster. Not an exaggeration. So how would they compare to Purify? Not Maurice. as big. Not quite as big? No. I don't know. I just remember Purify just being like, when I think of like big receivers, he's the first guy I think of. So I don't know if I'd go. I haven't seen Aaron Pads Boy, yet pure, in person. Purify, Maybe purify. that changes the conversation. Yeah. But tell you what, he looks the part. See how he plays it. But All right. It. Next question. What is everyone's take on what you would change as far as the transfer portal and the numbers of times players can transfer without penalty of sitting out? One time. Yeah, the one. But again, though, there's waivers and ways around it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can come up with, oh, my sick uncle or, you know, Mm -hmm. like you can come up with reasons to get a waiver. So I, I don't know if you can stop it. I don't. Um, and I don't know if you can catch people tampering. I, I, I just feel like we've, we've started this, and this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually, once we kind of get rid of the illusion of this like collective business, schools start paying the players directly, then we can start getting contracts. And if you come in, you can sign a two-year deal. How yeah. about that? To where you're not every year going into the portal and testing the waters. Like, huh. Would the you, schools want to do that, though? I'm sure. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? what if you're a bust? Yeah, that's true. That's why it'd only be like it's a two-year deal. And again, we, the the thing we don't know about the schools taking over is Title IX. Like, how can the schools pay the players, the with football ti- players. W- football players, with a Title IX influence involved in the way they operate? How seems, does that work? Yeah, it seems like a legal matter. How? how I mean, are, are we? Is it nil at that point, or is it just a fattened stipend? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. These are d- d- these are questions that give me a headache, mm-hmm. frankly. Uh, because right now, Dylan Raiola has paid a legit roster value in IL deal. Or he will be. Yeah. Um, but if the school takes that over, can they do that? 
Like, mm. let's say 1890s paying Dylan Ryle. Let's just throw a number out, a million dollars. Okay. Um, can Nebraska just say, like, how do they deter- how will they determine, like, what the value of a player is? And, you know, like. You know what the key question is in that, Sean? If you're, if you're, did you, you're going to fire people now. I mean, you can fire employees. That's the thing that I don't know that players think of as much. Maybe they do. Maybe they already say, well, it's simple. We can already be fired. We yeah. get our scholarships taken away. Yeah. The it's, retirement package is what they call um, it. You yeah. can't really get them taken away, though, unless you like violate team rules. See, the, thing, the whole employee thing, that, that push for employee status that's interesting to me is the ability to be fired. I mean, that, 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 I don't know if they think about that part of it. You don't perform, you're fired. I mean – you got to think about that part too. Mm-hmm. And we saw very little attrition this offseason because I do think a lot of these guys realize how good they have it here. 100. And if they enter the portal, all of a sudden they lose everything. And if they end up at, let's just say, a max school or mm-hmm. you know, a lower school. It happens. It happens. Um, you're going to maybe get your stipend that you had at Nebraska, like the school stuff, but you're not going to get the NIL roster oh, value money. Oh, yeah. People don't think about this, but. You go from Nebraska to somewhere in the northern Mac. Illinois. Yeah, it's, it's an eye opener. I mean, the the world is much different in DeKalb, Illinois, than it is in Lincoln, Nebraska. Gear, food, oh, everything, amenities. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's a it's a different world, and that's got to be an eye opener for some guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, here I am in Toledo. I mean, the, Toledo. No, I mean these are schools that can play football well and all that, but the setup is nothing like Nebraska. And it's, the, the, the gap is widening by the day. I know. Um, and, and I read this from Ross Dellinger this week. You know, one of the complaints is essentially Power 5 programs can create as many as 30 additional scholarship players with NIL. Mm-hmm. And he said 30 because he was assuming a 105 fall okay. camp. But really, I, I believe the fall camp roster number is now, <coughs> I, I believe it's 120 now. So more. But so yeah, you, you could even have if it's thirty. That's sizable. But you you could have eighty five scholarship guys and thirty plus nil guys that are getting nil deals that are valued as scholarships. And how do you stop that? How do you stop a person from earning? You can't. Nope. Apparently not. America. Yeah. <laughs> this All is right. what we want. Again, this is what we wanted. This is what I don't. I don't know. We not everybody. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, everyone thought NIL was going to be fun burrito deals and furniture commercials and runs of tweets. That was NIL for about two months. Then, then, then the boosters got involved, and they organized, and they created collectives. Mm-hmm. And then they quickly found out there's no one there to regulate what they're doing. Right. And so. But for about a month, it was cool to say, oh, so-and-so's got his own burrito deal and a runs a gift card. And I mean, For that, about a month. It, it was about a month. Now, if you went to a player and said, we'll give you $50 to tweet for a restaurant, They'd laugh at you. Yeah, the high-caliber players would mm-hmm. laugh. I'm well, not going mean, to waste my all time. all of them probably would. Yeah. You're right. Like, they don't do – that's not even done anymore. No, good nope. point. God, that's interesting. Like, I remember one guy in Nebraska's team tweeted out, like, a pet service company or pet mm-hmm. sitting company. Well, and there was the, the coldest Crawford with the air conditioning Yeah, that's kind of like the pinnacle of that era. Well, Nash – Nash is Crawford. doing it now, yeah. Nash mm-hmm. does it now. That was kind of the pinnacle of that, though. But that's still like a legit. I mean, that's probably like a. I'm just going to guess, like a ten thousand dollar deal. That's legit. I mean, it's a legit deal. Yeah, that's legit. Uh, All right, final question. Well, we made it through a record number two questions before (laughs) the last one. Okay. (laughs) Our last one. Do you have any fun summer vacation plans or trips? It is 68 degrees. Time to start thinking about summer. 68. (laughs) February. We're we're front ending this year. Like we're not going to go like. Maybe Colorado in the summer, but 
um, we've planned this trip out in March to go to Hawaii as a family. Wow. Um, with points. I had a, I've been saving wow. points up. Points and guy. So we're going to Hawaii in March, and then I am going to speak in May at, to the Chicagoans for Nebraska Club again. Chicago's a great place to At go. the uh, Big Ten offices. That'll be fun. And, and so my family's going to come out there with me to Chicago uh, for a weekend. Robin? Going to Wyoming at the end of May. A uh, little family reunion type deal out there in northeastern Wyoming, Sheridan to be exact. Nice. Uh, and then in early July, I'm going to head out to Georgia to go to um, oh, uh, Jekyll Island. You ever heard of it? I have not. It's right on the coast. It's just north of Jacksonville on the southeastern corner of the oh coast God, really? of Georgia. I'd never even heard about it before. My uh, dad and stepmom brought up the idea. We're like, sure, let's do it. It's apparently where like dudes like Rockefeller and like the big type, like the the elitist of the elite back in like the twenties. That's where they would go. Like it was like their elite getaway island. It's now kind of become more like a natural preserve type place. But really, yeah. So check that out. See what it's all about. Simple. You're going to Carter Lake. Yeah, yeah. I'll be in Manawa quite a bit. (laughs) Carter Lake, La Mesa, La Mesa, and Lake Manawa. Yeah, La Mesa, right on that expressway between uh, Manawa. (laughs) <laughs> your, your vacation's going to be a trip to Indy in July. Yeah. The Sundowner Margarita at La Mesa is pretty good. Sometimes I hit two of those. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like I'm on vacation. All right, let's go. Let's, what, that's probably enough. That's Abby, probably enough. Are, you got the big camping trip this year? Um, I don't know if we'll go. Why, um, Abby? Well, it's a long time to be away from work, and oh, there's no sake. internet Gosh. at all. So mm. when your job is... Like ninety percent Twitter, it's kind of hard. You know, John, you're doing something crazy too. Yeah. If you were out there, <laughs> is our job ninety percent Twitter? <laughs> Twitter is it, like okay. It when it I first feels started, like it. I'm always on there. The oh, Daily wow. Nebraskan. When I was first there, they had a fax machine. Okay, and this was year ninety nine, two thousand ish. But like you, did, emails didn't really come to you like they do now, like the press releases and whatnot. They would send faxes mm-hmm. to the da- Daily Nebraskan mm-hmm. office, and that's what you had to check for. Yeah, I remember that. I was a sports clerk at the Journal Star back at that same time, and <laughs> it's like one of our jobs was to go over and check the faxes and get press releases and stuff like but that. But there wasn't the an urgency to turn and burn. I mean, you're, the, the no, urgency was all night. like nine o'clock at night. You had, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had, you had all like you could go leave for dinner and come back. Oh, I used to do it all the time. There'd be breaking football story in the morning. I'd do a little reporting, go home and mow the lawn. Come back at eight o'clock. Got till ten o'clock to write. The writing was way better back then. Oh I mean, yeah, because you, you had time you to perfect. Speak it. for yourself, there, Sean. <laughs> well, you had time to yours in particular. So. <laughs> perfect it and go over it, and you know you had. I mean, you, you were really worried about the next morning. You weren't worried about like that second. No, absolutely not. It was way yeah different times, better Simpler times. times, better times, better times. Mm. All right, well. When we come back, we'll close the show. Husker Basketball Talk with Robin Washington. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Final segment here, talking Nebraska basketball. As um, we saw one of the more impressive, not, I wouldn't call it their best win of the year, Robin, but just the way they kind of choked out Penn State and 
dominated that second half. That's oh, mm-hmm. a good way to put You'd it. Say it's the best defensive performance of the year. It was an ugly. There. It was a real ugly first half, but yeah. you never really felt like Nebraska was going to lose this because they played so well defensively, and that was like Fred's big message that I guarantee you he's been hammering home the last few days. Is that you know the offense struggled. Eleven a.m. tip. You know it was just sleepy. Mm-hmm. The shots weren't falling, but they didn't elect let it affect their effort defensively they brought it on that end of the floor from start to finish and they controlled the game throughout and eventually the offense got going and it all started clicking so that's something that he always tries to stress especially when you talk about this conversation of how they're going to get it done on the road well that's how you do it you go and bring that kind of effort defensively you're going to get it figured out more often than not rob there was a beautiful moment in that game and you'll remember it it was i don't know if you saw it or not but you remember the time period Penn State had actually closed it to 55 to 43 in the mm-hmm. second half. Mm-hmm. And Casey made a three, mm-hmm. top of the key type three, and then was doing this kind of celebration, which he does. And Rink looked at him and pointed at the floor and said, Play defense. Play defense. And I thought it was a great moment for to see Rink, like just to see that level of focus. And that level of leadership, they have they have something going over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's that's the leadership that you would have hoped would is going to come up more often than it has, especially in those road games, because yeah. that's been their issue. When yeah. adversity hits, they struggle yeah. on the road. Whereas at home, they do things like that. They rally together, and so I, you know, obviously again, we have to always preface we're taping this on Tuesday. They play Wednesday night on the road, so things could change in the next. Rob in Illinois, but, though, Illinois, they did not back down at Illinois. They right. lost the game, but right. there was no back down. Right. But at Iowa, there was. Yeah. Wisconsin, there yeah. was. Maryland, there was. Northwestern, there was. So yeah. that's kind of the, the issue that the consistency, or should I say inconsistency, of the focus and effort on the road compared to the, the how consistent it yeah. is oh, yeah. at home. Like, that's kind of the most baffling thing about this team. They For look sure. like a top 10 team at Pinnacle Bank they Arena. Do. They and then do. they look like they've never played basketball together sometimes on the road. Guys, they're, Penn State's not that bad. They're not, they're pretty good. No. Everybody in the Big Ten's good at home. Yeah. I mean, period. Yeah. And Robin, Nebraska has three road games remaining. Mm-hmm. What is the updated Kim Palm, especially after Ohio State's win against Purdue? Mm-hmm. What what's the Ken Palm saying for the final three home games? Yeah, it hasn't changed games. much. Nebraska okay. is favored in two of the three. Two of the three road Indi- games or home games? Two of the three road games. They are Indiana favorite. and Michigan. Okay, they are a two point favorite, fifty eight percent chance Wednesday night against Indiana, and then a seven, three point sixty one percent favorite at Michigan. The Ohio State game, which is really interesting, because obviously they responded with their hair on fire. Uh, after Holtman's firing against Purdue, what is that team going to look like in two in a week, two weeks? Uh, the, right now, Nebraska is a one-point dog okay. per Ken Palm with a 46% chance of winning it. In other words, Nebraska is right there <clears throat> in all three of these remaining road games. So opportunities to not only eliminate that goose egg of no conference road wins, but potentially get multiple Conference road wins is there, and Big it's as game. good of a chance as they've had over these final three road Big trips. game Wednesday night. Big game. Huge. Well, Big and even game. Minnesota, after the way that game ended, yeah, and it's a Sunday night game, so... Minnesota's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, are, are oh, yeah. they... Yeah. No, no, I mean, there was... So when I was up there in December, I was talking with some other Minnesota beat writers, and like, 
you know, they were still jostling around the idea of like, would Minnesota make a firing with Bed Johnson during the season? Like that's kind of where their season was. And now he's not going anywhere. They're in IT at, at this least, point, right? Yeah. I mean, the way that they've been able to kind of stabilize their their season and become at least a, a consistently competitive group, that's that's a heck of a job compared to where people thought that that team was headed. Robin, I think that will be – I do think, and I agree with you 100%, Nebraska looks like a top 15 team at home. I think Minnesota will be tough. Mm-hmm. I think that will be a tough game. Yep, 70% chance for Nebraska to win that one. On they have Kempo. a point guard. Farrell Payne's playing really well. They yeah, bring Payne. in some guy off the bench that shoots the hell out of it. Yeah, Hawkins is the guy, the point guard. Okay. Um, he's – stud. Farrell Payne is playing really he's well. He's their and big guy down low. And then they have Dawson Garcia who's... And then another guy has emerged off the bench. Christy? Yes. Yeah. Christy. Who's, who went through a stretch of four games where he averaged mm-hmm. 16 points a game. He can mm-hmm. really shoot it. They're, they're a little dangerous. That's the home game I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. Minnesota. Well, and that was a game too. I mean, Nebraska... Like that's where like the road woes started because mm-hmm. they went to Minnesota and they were up double digits at halftime and they completely blew it mm-hmm. down the stretch because they did not respond to the way Minnesota got things rolling and no one none of those veteran leaders that we talk about on Nebraska roster was able to kind of get things under control and they mm-hmm. just let things continue to snowball 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 no one stepped up and made a play so in the rematch I guarantee you that those veterans on Nebraska's roster are going to look to change that Especially course. Especially the bigs. Mm-hmm. I thought against Minnesota, that's where it, Nebraska's a little, I don't know, susceptible to against teams that have strong, athletic big men. And Minnesota has that. Mm-hmm. And Robin, the uh, bracket matrix has Nebraska in 96 out of 98 brackets right now. That's uh, pretty good. Currently, they have them as the, the last 10 seed. So they're right on the line of being a 10 and 11. Uh, Northwestern's a nine seed. Michigan State's a seven. Wisconsin, a five now. Illinois, a four. And Purdue, a one. Um, so those are the only Big Ten teams in the dance. And that, that's been kind of the trend. I mean, they're going to get probably six teams in, and Nebraska's the six. Yeah, and could play themselves up a little higher, too. Get a couple road wins, hold course at home, do something in Minneapolis, and all of a sudden uh, – you're going into the conference tournament playing for seeding rather than trying to earn a spot in the field. Lots to keep up on. And uh, make sure you stay on HuskerOnline.com. We've got a great special right now for our YouTube listeners. Uh, to get two months of access for $1. Simply use promo code NU1 to access Husker Online for two months for $1. Robin will have full coverage here of basketball over the weekend. Obviously, Grant Hansen on top of baseball. They're at Grand Canyon for a four-game set over the weekend. Well, both team went one and two in their first weekend out. And then we'll have another in-state tour event on Sunday. So, um, so much going on, even on a very slow time of the year. Uh, we appreciate the uh, the support of all our loyal listeners. Uh, make sure you check us out at Husker Online. For Abby Barmore, Steve Siffel, Robin Washett, I'm Sean Callahan. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.